Well, hello there and welcome back to the show. Now, first of all, I want to thank you so, so much for your patience as the Vision Driven Mom movement moves into existence. I swear it's felt like giving birth, but it's been so worth the time and effort that it's taken to bring it into being. So I'm excited to share it with you and I'm really bursting at the seams. And guess what? Moms are moving. The Vision Driven Mom Movement is live. Now we are a collective of like-minded moms moving our bodies and our lives toward what we want rather than pushing away from what we don't. We're living a vision-driven life, learning how to or interested in getting started. We know that our kids are learning how to navigate life by watching us with their little or big eyes, ears, and hearts. We are committed to being the moms our kids deserve. We are committed to being the very best version of ourselves and living by example even if we make, make mistakes here and there, because we will. <laughs> now, the movement involves moving our bodies and our lives forward. We're moving our bodies forward with a vision walk, which is phase one of the movement, and moving our lives forward with a life vision, which is what you'll be guided through during the vision walk. Now, the vision walk is the most powerful form of self-care that I've ever known. It is vibe care at its finest. Now consider this your personal invitation to join the Vision Driven Mom movement. And you can find us in the Vision Driven Moms Facebook group, just search us out, or go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com for the free Vision Walk audio guide. Now we can't wait to welcome you with open arms. We'll see you there. Now, our next guest is a beautiful soul who has a passion for helping moms create a happy childhood for their children as they navigate divorce and beyond. Now, Nicole Lupashansky is a transformational, easy for me to say, co-parenting and divorce coach that supports divorced moms to reduce the psychological and emotional effects of parental separation on children even when the other parent is not willing to participate. Now, whether you're navigating divorce or not, I know that you're going to find a gold nugget or two. So I hope you enjoy this conversation just as much as I did. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak, to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hey there, Nicole, and welcome. I am so excited to have you here and have you share your story and your work with with our listeners today. Thank you for having me. It's so great connecting with you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Nicole, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? How did this this work that you do in the world, how did this come into being? Yeah, it's a really interesting, fun story. I had a mentor in about, gosh, eight years ago, and he had brought up executive coaching to me. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to go get my coaching certification not really knowing exactly what I would do with it or where I would be, but definitely as a leader felt called to get the certification and move forward. 
So I dabbled in the business a little bit and I did work with parents and their children, mm-hmm. but I was still working a corporate nine to five job. Um, so I, I, like I said, I really did just dabble in it. And then I felt compelled to serve those that were similar to me. I am a single mother of two girls and a survivor of domestic violence. And I knew that I needed to pay it forward for what I had been through. And I felt like there was a reason that I had been through what I had and that I was not going to let those lessons go to waste. And so from there, I started serving women and I got furloughed during the pandemic from my nine to five job and decided to go full force. And here I am. I'm so grateful, of course, because I get to meet amazing women like you and be surrounded by just the my people, right? The people that understand me, the people that I understand and connect right. with. And I get to serve and watch people transform their lives, which in turn transforms their children's lives. Yes. And that is my drive more than anything. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, you know, um, we were talking earlier about how my, um, my, my why is also for the kids, right? I mean, I, I work with moms and I serve moms, but it's really what, you know, we know that how we are in the world is um, it reflects our kids are like a mirror for how we are being. So if we are, you know, if we're being that hot mess, um, that's what our kids are getting. That's what our kids are learning from us. That's how they're learning how to navigate life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And when you say that, it makes me think about who are we, you and I, we are a product of our parents. Right. And... Good and bad, right? I'm still working on things that I, I guess, would say experience the attachment styles that I have from my childhood. And so knowing that and knowing that we can impact our future generation, right? It's so important. And like Dana says, when we speak, our mentor that it is so true what is your legacy right like what do you want to leave behind and it's not about my legacy and who i am when i'm gone but who my children are yes that's exactly it right so and i feel like when we and i know that when we are able to makes change some of those patterns right and not all of them i would love to change all of the (laughs) patterns but that's not realistic and i had to and this was even in just in the past couple of years that i've had to realize that i am not going to change all of the patterns right but i can change a few and in and we know too and as a coach you know too that if we just change that trajectory just like one percent we get in a, we, we're on a completely different journey, right? So if we can change even just a little bit, 
um, of that legacy for our children. And then they can do, you know, they're going to do the same thing, right? When they have kids or if they have kids, they're going to say, you know, I want to do things just a little bit differently too. So we can start that trajectory and, and going in a different direction and, and a different legacy for our kids, for their kids, for their kids. I mean, it's really a beautiful thing when we, we do not have to carry forward all of the crap, right? We don't have to carry forward right. just because that's yeah. the way it was. And I think it's important to understand, just like you said, I'm not going to break every generational pattern. Yes. We don't want to put the pressure on ourselves to do it all. Yeah. If we just do one thing and we change that, let's say it's our belief system around money. Right. Let's say it's our affection with our children and the way that we talk to them or connect with them. Just one shift can be transformational. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. And that's why I really love the work that you're doing because what you're, um, well, you, you can tell us more about, about, um, about your method and how you work with, um, with the, uh, the women that you work with. Um, but you talk about, you talk about that there are three key relationships. So it's so interesting because we tend to, and, and, and interesting too, because we both work with the moms, right? We both work with the moms, but it's not just about the moms, right? So can you tell us a little bit about the three, the three key relationships and what that means to you? Yes. So in a parenting with another, <clears throat> in the parenting with another family system, the three relationships that are essential are your relationship to yourself, mm -hmm. your relationship to your child, and your relationship to the other parent. Right. So when I think about how does this dynamic go forward positively, we have to think about our emotions mm. as the mother how are we showing up right. in those relationships? And it is a trickle effect. So first we may look at it in a reverse and say, how am I showing up when I'm doing the exchanges with the other parent, going to the extracurriculars? What emotion is tied to that? Mm. How is that affecting the child? Why am I feeling that way? What is it about me? Or, excuse me. What is it that I am missing, maybe? Mm, right. Within myself? Because typically, 99% of the time, if not 100, the way we are showing up, the way we are reacting is really about something that is going on with us and it can stem back to our inner child all mm. the way deep down there. So for example, when I was in the beginning phases of a high conflict divorce, I was showing up with a lot of frustration and a lot of tears. Right. Why? Right? Why? And I, if, if I would have not looked deeper, I would have said, well, because he makes me cry. 
Mm, because he does this right because he and what i realized is and i'm a very accountable person anyway so that's not really my personality but what i realized is why am i feeling frustrated right why am i feeling sadness well the reason why of course many things right the guilt the shame going through divorce thinking about how it's going to affect the children there's a lot that goes in there once I understand why I'm feeling that way, then I can love on that part of myself. Mm. I can use the process of introspection like we spoke about, which is <clears throat> pause, feel, reflect, heal. So when we use that process, then we change our emotions. Right. Our emotions become differently because we understand ourselves better. We're more compassionate towards ourselves. So we can show up with controlled behaviors. Mm-hmm. We can show up prepared for when we do have this emotion and we're feeling triggered. The, the emotions don't necessarily go away. Yeah. We learn how to handle them. Oh, love it. We learn right so we can identify it now many i would say mothers and you can maybe comment for me if you will because you're in this marriage long term but i would almost say that many mothers it's probably instinctual that we want to be in control of our children's everyday lives yeah and if something goes wrong we feel like we did something wrong. Right. But when something goes right, we're on top of the world. That's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. You're absolutely right. I know in taking that on that it's, you know, I I I personally continue to remind myself that this is their journey. This is their journey. I can do my part. I can't do my husband's part. I can't do their part. I can't do their grandparents' part or their friends' part. I can only do my part and and bring in. I mean, some days it's it's all day, every day. What did I do? How did I how did I make this happen for my child? I mean, we can be that we can be um, aware of that, that we are that our kids are mirrors of us. So we can stand up in our own, you know, our own reminding and our own standing in, in our own power and being the best version of ourselves. But ultimately, it's their journey. You know, and I love that you I love that you just said that. And when something goes wrong, what did I do? How did I fail them? Right. And when something goes right, uh, look what I did. They're awesome. Right. But yeah, I love that you made that distinction because it's true. And we want to, we do want to be in control. And we want more than anything for our kids to be happy, you know, for our kids to be, for, for me anyway, happy, happy, healthy, and know that they matter. Like those are the three things that are the most important. But ultimately, it's their journey. And, when when we say as mothers we want to be in control we don't wake up consciously saying i want to be in control of everything all right it's subconscious it's innate yeah. with us when within us so we have to be kind to ourselves and understand that we're not doing it to hurt anybody but what i really 
feel compelled to focus on right now is how you just said, I can't do what their dad should do. I can't do what their grandparents should do. And so when I'm speaking to my client, excuse me, that is a divorced mom raising a child with someone else, this is the one thing that I try to explain to them is what you just said. It is the child's journey. Yeah. So the child gets to decide their relationship with the other parent. Mm, And there are so many emotions tied in divorced parenting, shared custody, right? And I have to pride myself on this because sometimes my children will say to me, how come you don't say anything bad about Mm, my father? Right. And I tell them, it's not for me to decide your experience. Right. Oh, beautiful, Nicole. So I think that they is just, it's such a weight lifted off of our shoulders. We cannot control how they feel. So that is a great place to get to. But back to what we were saying before, it takes a long time and we're always working on healing. Right. Right. I mean, isn't it, we are, you know, what, what do they say? If you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, I, at least for me, I want to continue even through the muck, even through the difficult parts of life. I just want to keep on growing and growing and growing. And so that it's going to, ta- I mean, everything, it, it takes a lifetime, right? It, it, it takes a lifetime of healing. We pull back the, the, the layers of the onion. And there's, even if we think that we feel like, oh, I have totally forgiven this. This. I have totally healed this thing. At some point, something's going to come up and we're going to get triggered. And, oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. And we can look at it like, oh God, there's more. Or we can look at it like, oh good, I get to pull back another layer of the onion. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so true. I thought that I was completely healed in an area of my life. And man, I got a big surprise um, over the past few months that I wasn't healed and I didn't know that. And so that is the other thing, the other part to tell everyone out there that's on a journey that wants to start working towards healing is it's not an overnight process. Yeah. Don't put pressure on yourself. Forgive yourself and know that you are right where you are meant to be. Sometimes we can look back and say, I wish that I would have started this healing journey sooner. Why didn't I do this? Well, it's because you weren't ready. Right, right. So if you're right here right now on this podcast, you're ready to hear what you're hearing. Yeah, exactly. I could not agree more, Nicole. Looking, I mean, it doesn't do us any good to look back and say, oh, I wish I had because that's the past. We, we, it's done. Like we can't do anything, but we can start with right now and the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. Right. And that's where you're talking about that changing the trajectory and just that little bits, little bits when we can bring ourselves back, you know, we can, the past is gone. We can't do anything about that right now. 
And there's always going to be mistakes made and right. you're, you're going to slip back. You're going to feel defeated. That's fine. As long as you're taking those small steps every day. So I would like to talk to the introspection process at that. I would love to hear about you because that, that is, I, I love the, yes, please tell us about that. Cause that, that's exactly it. I mean, that's it's self-awareness, which is the, which is a huge on self-awareness. You can't change anything unless you're aware, right? So yes, please tell us about the introspection process. Yeah, so with that process, we're going to be aware of how we're showing up, right? So we go to, let's say, a volleyball game, and we have to sit there with the other parent. We don't get along with the other parent, whatever that is, but it brings up all these emotions. And we can feel so frustrated and out of control of our emotions. And maybe that parent tries to talk to us and we're like, we give them the hand. We're just no, thank you. Right. Right. How now when we think about the child that's playing volleyball, what does that do for them? That creates tension that they don't need, but they're going to absorb it. Yep. So if we can say, okay, go home and say, why did I have that feeling? And typically, yes, things that the other parent can do can make you feel frustrated. But, and this this is a catchy word that I use with this, but if you walk in, <clears throat> if you walk into a situation with more awareness and understanding of why you're being triggered, for example, for me, when I'm showing up, and I'm being triggered, <clears throat> a lot of it is because those triggers are affecting the little girl in me. Yeah. Something that happened to me when I was a little girl and I don't even know it. Yep. The only way, reason that I know it now is because I do the work. Yeah. I'm peeling the onion back. And even just taking one sliver of these multi-layered onions at least I can take that one part of my relationship and say, okay, I know why I'm feeling this way. So I'm going to pause to feel. I am going to feel it out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write on a piece of paper that if I want nobody to read it, guess what? I can burn it. I can throw it in the fireplace. Right. It's okay to write out your anger. It is okay to be angry. Yes. Absolutely. It is okay to feel, right? So that is very, very important. I think in today's society, with the teachings that are available, sometimes we can think that, oh, I'm just supposed to be positive. Abraham Hicks, she talks about being positive. And a lot of times she does not talk about take a break and feel it out. I'm not saying right. she doesn't mean it, but I'm going to say in my work, I definitely want you to Feel it out, whatever it is. If you go to a kickboxing class, if you punch your pillow, scream in your pillow, obviously something that's safe, but get those feelings out. Right, right. And then reflect, reflect on, wait, why did I have those feelings? Is it because as a child, I felt not heard? Right. Is it because somewhere along my life, I wasn't being heard and this partner is not hearing me? Oh, well, of course that partner's not hearing you because you're repeating the pattern of selecting the same person in your life. Mm, right. Beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. 
how can you take accountability and say, all right, I am going to work on that part of myself. And that goes into a whole nother process of healing. Yeah. And once you do that, then your reflection leads to the healing. And right. It just becomes an easier process, right, of parenting with another that may never participate in the work that you're doing because they may never truly be able to conceptualize it. It may seem too woo-woo, whatever the case may be. We are accountable for how we show up because our children see what we do, but they absorb more of what we do. Yes, that's exactly it. I know I, the little eyes, ears, and hearts are always watching. And it's not just what we're doing and what we're saying. It's who we're being. Like they can think it, it's, it's like osmosis, right? So we have to be very conscious of the way that we're showing up. And even if it's every single time that you go to that volleyball game, you have to do the, go through the introspection process yes. and that's okay. It's this, this is not, it's not a one and done, right? It's continual, continual. And the, the healing is continual throughout your entire life. You know, I mean, those, um, and I love what you talk about um, about the inner child, right? That most of our reactions and our triggers are we're, we're reacting the way that we, that we did when we were kids, right? My, um, my husband and I are in, uh, we were, we work with a marriage therapist who is an, who teaches Imago, which is basically that you heal, um, you heal in relationships by going back to your childhood, right? you bring forth, you bring forth things and that we often um, pair up with the people who, that we need to learn from, right? which is so interesting. Exactly. exactly. It is. And like you said, the children, they're not just watching what we are doing right. or listening to what we tell them to do. They're absorbing who we are and they're yeah. becoming who we are. So when my children see me angry, right. And I'm let's say crying and I'm feeling really angry. <clears throat> One part of me wants to be perfect because I don't want them to see me like that. But the other part of me says, no, it's okay. So I will tell the children, mommy is feeling really angry right now. And she just needs her space. Mommy is feeling really sad right now. And I just need to cry it out. I get out my emotions and then I say, okay, I feel so much better. And I'm excited for our next project that we're going to do. You know, thank you for giving me my space. But that's the one thing I, I, I always want to come back to is it's okay to feel. Yeah. Because if you don't feel, you won't heal. Right. Oh, that's good. That's good, Nicole. <laughs> I love that. And so true, right? When we, we want to... Um, a lot of times push those emotions down. I can't feel that. I don't want. And and I think oftentimes we are so afraid to experience a feeling that the fear, we generate more emotion around not wanting to feel the feeling than actually feel the feeling. You know, I in the past, past probably several months, I've been feeling a lot, a lot of things. And I, and I think it's the first time that I've ever actually just let it come continually. And you know what? Sometimes it's like 60 seconds. 
you know, so it, in it, letting the feelings come, letting the, the the tears come, letting the anger come, letting it move through me and just kind of looking at it, taking a step back. I like to do the observer, right? The observer self. And then just taking a step back in, in witnessing all of it and allowing it. It's such a, it, it's such a, um, it's something. And I like what you said too, that we, in, in this day of, of all the positive memes and positivity and only good vibes, I think that's crap, right? I don't, I don't believe, you know, and I do believe that we have to bring ourselves up and we have to, we have to, you know, we generate our own energy, but we have to feel the feelings too. You know, it's, it's a, it's a two-sided point. We have to do both. And I think that what happens, at least on my journey is saying good vibes. It's like when you first start your healing journey, that's what you think you're supposed to do, right? Is just right. be positive all the time. Yeah. I can look back at my posts, just personal posts about positive thoughts, create positive memories. And, right. and now we're starting as a society to all understand, actually, even negative thoughts can create positivity because you're doing that 60 second of feeling it. Right. And that's how you get it out. Yeah. It's like if you have a bucket of water and you put oil in the bottom of it, well, you don't rinse it out. The oil's not going anywhere. Right. So the, that oil is just going to keep building up. Right. I don't know where I got that analogy, but I like it. I like it, though, because right. it's true. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> right. right. That's what happens when you when you watch kids science. Shows. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's 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 not going anywhere. So it's just going to keep building and building and building. And what does that do to your physical and mental health? Right. And what does that do to the child's mental health? It, it affects all parts of your body. Yeah. And then it affects the child. So. Yeah, I love that. And I love the introspection um, process, the pause, feel, reflect, and heal. I mean, they're all important, right? It's, and it's not, it's not enough just to go back and, and, and reflect, right? Cause we can reflect all day long, <laughs> but it's the, it's the feeling part. And then the healing comes, it, it's, it's part of the process. It's all a process and it's beautiful. And then, yeah. And then your children will surprise you because they will do the same thing. Yeah. Or like my daughter one night said to me when I was crying, let's do some tapping, mom. Come on. Oh, she's seven I love years that, old. Nicole. I love that. Right? And yeah. she's like, come on. So they are picking up what you're putting down every day as a person. They right. are. And right. don't beat yourself up. You're not going to be perfect. Forgive yourself. The most important part is that you repair Right. So when you do have those negative emotions or negative feelings, negative experiences, is that you you wrap it up with the positive. Yeah. Now, Nicole, yeah. if there's one thing, if there's one thing that our listeners can take from today and something easy that they can put into process that, that they can start do right now, what would that be? I would have to say the one thing that they would I would want them to do is to compassionately accept themselves for who mm. they are. Right. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. When you I compassionately know, right? accept yourself for who you are, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the fancy, 
accept that. Once right. you compassionately love yourself and say, okay, this is who I am. Yeah. And I love myself for that. And I'm compassionate towards myself for that. That will change your, the dynamics of all the other relationships in your life. Right. Right. The most important one is with yourself. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's it. That's always coming back to the heart, right? Yeah. I'm okay. I can love myself. And, you know, and, and I, sometimes it's hard for people, especially in the beginning to actually, you know, say, I love myself or to, to, um, to, uh, um, to admit that, that they love themselves. But sometimes I, I encourage moms to say, you know, I'm willing to love myself. I'm willing to, mm. I'm, I'm curious about loving myself and easing in. I love that. The compassion for self is yeah. huge. And that's how we teach our kids. We want our kids to be compassionate, right? So, but we right. have to do it ourselves first. That's perfect. Now, Nicole, I used to have a quote. Go ahead. I used to have a quote up on my, <laughs> on my wall when I was in a really tough time. This was several years ago. And it said, you can be a mess a mess and still be a good mom. Yes. I love that because it's true. We can be, we can be both, right? Not at the yeah. same time. We can be a, a mess, be a good mom. I mean, sometimes that happens a hundred times a day, right? I'm a mess and I'm a good mom and I'm a mess <laughs> like, moment by moment. I love that. I love that. And Nicole, can you tell us about a time in motherhood when you either achieve something or you overcame something that initially felt impossible. Yes. So I, when I left my ex-husband, I had a brand new baby and a five-year-old little girl, mm. no access to any funds. I was across the country from my family. And I was told that it was going to be a very hard thing to do. And I did it. You did it. And yeah. that, looking back, was the hardest thing that I ever did. Yeah. But I will tell you what the most beautiful part of it is, is that when I look at my children, and I see who they are as human beings in the world. They have what I'm talking about. They have compassion. Mm. They are kind. And they have boundaries for themselves. Oh, beautiful. So they are my, they signify yeah. the, 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 comp, the accomplishment. Right, right, right. Uh, Nicole, thank you for being vulnerable with us. That's a beautiful story. And look what you're doing now. You're teaching moms how to do this for themselves. I mean, I, and, and, and again, I go back to the, the children, right? It's for the children. And then, and, and imagine, you know, I like to imagine too, if when we, when we do this work for, it, for ourselves, right, as moms, and our kids get to witness it. And we may not see it immediately, but we will see glimpses of it. Then this is how they will be 
in life too. So um, uh, if I love to think about like all of the people, when I do this work just in myself, the, it affects my kids, but then it affects all of the people around them and all of the people around me. So that that um, the ripple effect is just, it's amazing. And um, Nicole, I love the work that you're doing in the world. Oh, we didn't talk about your podcast. You tell the listeners about your podcast and tell them how they, how they can get a hold of you, how they can find you. So you can find me at NicoleLukashansky.com or on Instagram. My handle is Resilient Kids of Divorce. Mm. And my podcast is Two Homes, One Happy Childhood. Love that name. I mean, that that you nailed it with that. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Yeah, Nicole. So definitely go and check out Nicole's uh, podcast. Check her out. Um, say hello. Um, tag both of us and 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 tell us both that you uh, that you that you listen to us here. And uh, Nicole, thank you so much for your time today and sharing your beautiful work in the world. And um, and uh, yeah, it's been a great thank conversation. It has, and thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your journey and. It's just very great to be surrounded by someone like you. And now I can walk away with even more for my clients just talking to you. So I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. And you too. I feel the same. All right. Thanks, Nicole. Goodbye for now. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one. Because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.